welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. We have some special guests with us today. Um, all the way from Brasov, Romania. Brasov. And how many of you have never heard or been introduced to Daniel and Georgiana Aikens? Can I see your hand if you've never been introduced to Daniel and Georgiana? Well, they're here today. You are blessed with their presence. And you know, we don't believe it's by accident that people come to our church at the timing that they come to our church. We do our best to be led by the Spirit, even in good things. We... Good is great, but if it's not God, it's just good. And so we believe it's God that they're here today. So I, I thought it'd be good to give them a portion of this service. I want you to hear from their heart about what's going on in their ministry in Romania and even with the Ukraine because they border Ukraine and they've been helping people get across the border and, and their music ministry. I want to say this about Daniel and Georgie. And <clears throat> their kids are here too, Elijah and Isaiah and, and uh, Daniel's mom, Cindy. They're here. They're taking it easy at the house because nap time's coming up. But... Um, they are, they are very unique, this couple. Just, just the simple fact, the talent that they have, they, they could be, <clears throat> they could be in Vegas or Hollywood or New York making tons of money and which, which would mean nothing at the end, but they decided to follow the Lord with all their heart. When you hear their music, when you go to their, their channel, and we encourage everybody to find them on Facebook, find them on YouTube, find them here in the church, hook with them, be a partner with them. <clears throat> you know, living in Romania is not like living here. They can't just work at anything they want to do to work, make all this money, be entrepreneurs. Uh, they, they rely on support from people back here. And uh, we support them as a church. We don't, we don't regularly support them at this time, but we're, we, we give them chunks every time we can. Um, but we're open to that. We're open to regular support. And uh, they need regular support too. But I, I say this about these guys. Thank you for not veering off into the world and following the devil's danglings and making a bunch of money and being all successful in the world's eyes. You're successful in the Lord's eyes. And you're successful in our lives. And we love you for that. And we thank you. I, you remind me of Moses. It said he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He forsook the treasures in Egypt, looking toward the Lord and saying, I want the things of God more than I want Egypt. And you did that, and we love you for that. So you guys got some time. Come on, take your time. You can minister however you want, brother. This is Daniel Akins. We love you, our adopted son. My son is taller than me. (laughs) And I know Georgie will come up here in a minute too, so... We love you guys. Uh, what'd they say for a microphone? Did, they're going to use that one? Okay, so back in the live stream, just make sure that the yellow mic is on for our live stream people. Well, we, we just uh, want to say that it's a special treat for us to be here with you guys today and celebrate with you. As we walked in the building on, on Friday night and met with uh, Rachel and Dominique and, and Pastor John and Miss Carla, we were just taken back to 2008 when we first came through these doors and we were just a couple of kids on tour with our band out on faith obeying God and uh, they responded to an email and we came in and we were nervous and 
as we walked in, I was reminiscing with, with Georgie. We walked in, and the building was big, and we were small, and we were like, oh, and we were here, and Georgie's voice is so quiet and quaint, they had to put two microphones on her. I remember Chuck was here, put two microphones on, on Georgie just so that everybody could hear her. But that seems like a long time ago, and so we were here even back 14 years ago, and we've, we've been here on visits and been able to see the project that you guys are working for. And so for us to be able to be here this morning and to hear, it's, we're just rejoicing with you, and that's, uh, that's such an incredible thing. And so it's encouraging for us to, to see that and to come and take part of this, this special morning with you. And so thanks for letting us be here. Uh, and I, I just want to affirm what, what Pastor John said. The, the most common question that we get is, why are we in Romania? And the easy answer would be, okay, because Georgie was born there. She was five years old when she moved to California. Her parents escaped out from under communism and came to California. And so she grew up as a Romanian in America. So she basically uh, had those two cultures. And then we met in college. So the easy answer would be, we're in Romania because she's Romanian and we just wanted to go and try it for a while. But the, the real answer is that uh, we're in Romania because we, we stepped in obedience and because we each heard from God that that's what we were supposed to do. And so I, as a husband, and I heard a lot sooner than Georgie. And so I was ready as soon as I met her and I heard she was Romanian. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be a missionary in Romania. I want to go and move and try it. And uh, she wasn't ready for that. And she hadn't heard from God about that. And so he said, I reminded him about just like Moses waiting. I waited just like Abraham waited. I waited. And that's what God had spoken to me. But until he spoke it to Georgie, we didn't, we didn't go. And so years later, he spoke it to Georgie. And when she came to me and she said, I heard from God and I think we need to move to Romania and try it for one year, she said. And I, I was like, okay, let's go. I, was, I already had my suitcase packed. You know, I was like ready to go. And, and so we, we stepped out in obedience. We didn't know that much about the culture because she pretty much grew up here. So I didn't know the language that well. She had a lot to learn as well. And so we just kind of stepped out in obedience and said, okay, if, if God, if this is where you're leading us, then, then we want to obey. And so I just affirm what he said that when, when God speaks something to you and he speaks something to your spouse, stepping into obedience in that is the most rewarding thing. And maybe that's going to take you across the world like it did for us. Maybe that's going to take you across the street or maybe it's going to take you to your colleague or, or your neighbor or to somebody in the church. We, we never know what that looks like, but obedience and stepping out in that is, is the, best, the best position to be. And so uh, we, we want to thank you guys for your prayers for us in Romania. I know that many of you keep up with us. You receive our updates. Uh, we'll be in the back afterwards. We have these little cards with us. And that's just a picture of our family. And it just says, please pray for Daniel and Georgia. Or you can stick it on your fridge or in your Bible. And just remember to, to pray for us. These are our boys. They were born in Romania. Elijah is about to turn six. And Isaiah is one and a half. And so there are uh, Romanian-born boys, and we just really appreciate your prayers for us. Uh, Rachel asked us if we'd have some CDs for sale on the back, on the table as well, and we don't have anything like that anymore. Half because most people don't listen to CDs anymore. Who listens to CDs anymore, right? And the other reason is that uh, we had such a strange thing happen to us this year. When we moved to Romania, we packed everything that we had left in America in a trailer, a big trailer, and we parked it in the back of my grandpa's house. And that included all the equipment that we had from when we were touring and our instruments and our CDs. We had big old boxes of CDs left, so we could have had some with us. But you guys heard about the Marshall Fire that happened, and that came through and went through my grandpa's neighborhood, and the firefighters were able to save his house, uh, which was a huge gift of God. But 
they didn't see the trailer in the backyard. And so it just got totally melted. And it was a weird thing for us to be overseas in Romania and everything that we have here just totally melted away. And so we lost our wedding photos and scrapbooks and all that kind of sentimental stuff that, that hurts the most and all of our equipment and stuff. And so uh, that was hard for us. So we don't have any CDs or t-shirts or anything like that left. But uh, it was a reminder for us of the importance of we're not here on this earth to invest in equipment and even in memories, right? Memories are good to have photos and all that kind of stuff. It's wonderful. But we're here to invest in, in people and in the kingdom of God. And, and relationship is, is the real thing. And so investing in people with the gospel, and that was just a confirmation for us of why we're in Romania. And, and the reason that we're in Romania and the reason that all of us exist as, as born-again Christians, the purpose that we're here is that we would spread the good news about Jesus, that we would be ambassadors of hope. You guys know just as well as I do that especially these last two years, were really, really weird, right? And there was a lot of stuff going on that can fill people with fear. There was a lot of stuff going on that, that can, can make us panic and, and worry about the future. And from a standpoint of the earthly perspective, we can be full of fear. We can be full of all kinds of things happening. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's pandemics and rumors of pandemics and viruses and all this kind of stuff happening. And yet we know as believers, right, that we're not supposed to bask in that kind of News. We're not supposed to let that kind of thing saturate us, but that we're supposed to be looking from a different level, that we're supposed to be ambassadors of hope and spreading hope. And so that's why we're in Romania. And that has applied to what we do with music, that we want to put the good news of what Jesus did for us, the good news of that we don't have to fear death because we're alive in Christ, right? We, have, we know where we're going after this, right? To put that in the context of music and just be ambassadors of hope, Right, and uh, that has changed as well in the last couple months. As you guys know, there's war at our border, and so a lot of refugees coming over, and that's just more opportunities for us to love our neighbors and be ambassadors of hope and good news. Because the gospel has an answer, even for war, even for suffering, the good news has an answer. Do we believe that? Amen. And so our our van that we use for music and touring and usually stuffing it with equipment and going to sing concerts. The last couple of months has been transformed into stuffing it with diapers and canned goods and taking that to the border and across the border and picking up people and bringing them back. And, and so it's become a, a van that has been used for that. And so that's really cool to see that God can use something for one purpose. He can use it for another purpose. And all around, the goal is that we can be ambassadors of hope. And I've really been encouraged with this. And I want to encourage you guys with this, that the reason that we're in Romania, the reason that you're here uh, Psalm 40, David talks about, uh, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and he heard my cry. He drew me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog. He set my feet upon a rock to make my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And that statement right there has just become this year, in everything that we're doing in Romania, whether it's the Bible studies with the people that don't know Jesus, whether it's music ministry, whether it's helping refugees, all of that, right? The, the purpose is that we want people to see and to fear and to put their trust in the Lord. And so seeing, that's the, that's the revelation piece, right? Everybody needs to get a revelation of who Jesus is and what he did. So they want to see. Then fear, that's the reaction, right? And they can either fear God or they can fear the world or you can fear the media or you can fear a virus, 
You're better off fearing God, right? <laughs> so they can fear. They put their fear of the Lord in them. And then the response is that they put their trust in him. And they say, okay, I see. I had the revelation. I see who you are, Jesus. I have that conviction, that, that repentance that comes, that I fear you. And now I'm going to make a response and I'm going to put my trust in you. That's what we want for Romanians. That's what we want for Ukrainians. That's what we want for Russians. That's what we want for people here in the valley, that each and every one of us would be an ambassador. And you don't need to go to Romania to be a missionary. Amen? Right? Each and every one of us, if you're in Christ, you're called to be an ambassador of that hope that you would want to see people come to know Jesus, that they would see him, that they would hear about him, that they had that revelation, right? That they would fear him and they would put their trust in him. Because Paul says in, in Romans 10 that everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how, and then he goes on and he's like, but how are they going to call if they don't believe? And how are they going to believe if they don't hear, if they don't get that revelation? And how are they going to hear unless somebody tells them? So we know that Jesus can give revelation of himself to people, right? We hear testimonies of people dreaming dreams and getting revelation of Jesus and getting knocked off their horse like Paul did, right? We know that that happens. But for some reason, God has also chosen to use us as ambassadors of that revelation, that we would go, that we would be his, his mouthpiece and that we would be people who say, I'm going to use my testimony like David did. He pulled me out of the pit of destruction. Anybody been pulled out of the pit? If you're born again, you've been pulled out of the pit. You were dead in your trespasses and sins, but he made you alive in Christ Jesus. And so you've been pulled out of the pit. He set your feet upon a rock. That rock is Jesus Christ, right? So you've got a testimony. You've got a story. You don't need to have some fancy curriculum for evangelism, right? You don't need to know the four spiritual laws or the Romans road or these fancy techniques for evangelism. You have the most powerful story in you, and that's your testimony. That's that, that God took you and he brought you out of death and he brought you into life. And so you just go and you tell people that, look what Jesus did for me. David says, he put a new song in my mouth. I'm not saying everybody has to go be a songwriter, but what he's saying in that is I, I put it in a format that I could tell people about it, right? I put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to God. So he put it out there. Here's what happened to me. Here's what God did for me. And I'm going to put it out in a way that it's going to be a testimony for people to have that revelation that many would see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And that's why we're in Romania. That's what we're asking you to pray for us for as we do that, that we'd be able to do that close to home with our own boys that we're, are our closest disciples, that we can do that with each other to point each other to the good news all the time. When situations come up that are hard, that we would be able to, okay, there's hope in this. There's joy in this, right? That we would be able to do that for those that need that hope. Because it's not just in Romania. It's not just here. Everybody's looking for that hope. Because it's a fearful time. And there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. And people are looking for something to grab onto that's, that's more meaningful than the drugs and the alcohol and the things that just are going to numb the pain for a minute, right? But we believe that the eternal solution is Jesus, right? And so I encourage you in that, guys. And, and I want to just also emphasize, we talk a lot about patience and praying for things and believing for things. And maybe you're not going to see those results right away, but to, to have patient faith and to stand firm in that faith. And you guys have seen the result of that even this morning. And I want to give you another encouragement uh, because we're called fishers of men, right? And sometimes that's hard work and you're, you're investing and you're sowing seeds in somebody's life and they're rejecting you for years and years and years. And you're, here's the gospel, here's the hope. And they're like, I'm not interested. Get away from me. I don't want that. And we're out there when we're fishing 
And sometimes the fish just jump right in your boat, okay? And, and this happened to us. We were, this happened to us uh, in, in Romania. I was having lunch with the, uh, the pastor of a, the church that we're in, that we're serving in. And we were there and his phone rang and the guy called him and he picked up the phone and the guy said, are you so-and-so from this, this church? And the pastor said, yeah, I'm from the church. And he said, I, I want to meet with you and talk with you because I, I want to repent and be born again. And, and the, the, the pastor like looked at me and he's like, okay, this, and okay. We thought it was a prank call because when do these kind of calls happen, right? And so we said, okay, we can meet with you. Why don't you come over to the church? And we were at lunch already. He said, will you come with me and let's talk to this guy? And so honestly, we were expecting a prank. We were expecting nobody's going to show up. Hey, okay. So we go to the office and this guy comes in and he, he comes in with his wife and he sits down and he begins to tell us his story. And he said, I grew up here in, in Romania and when I was young, when I was a teenager, all of my neighbors around me were, were Christians. And they were always telling me the gospel and they were telling me, I need to repent. I need to put my trust in Jesus. I need to be born again. And he's like, it drove me crazy. And all, they were always telling me, Aurel is his name. Aurel, you need to repent. You need to put your trust in Jesus. And he said, I was sick and tired of hearing it. I never wanted to hear it. And, and I just decided to rebel. And so all the teens around me were going to Bible study and going to church and I didn't want any part of it. And he said, and I took my life in a horrible direction. He said, I got involved in drugs and money and cars and women and everything that the world tells you is going to bring pleasure. He says, I dove headfirst into that to the point where I became quite successful. I made a lot of money. I, I moved to England. I, I was an owner of many nightclubs. I had all the women, all the money, everything you could ever want. And one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this huge empty feeling inside of me. I had everything that the world tells me that I wanted and I had this huge empty feeling inside of me. And this is like 30 years later and I had this thought of what my neighbors used to tell me. And he said that I'll never be satisfied until I trust in Jesus, I repent and I'm born again. And he said, I woke up and I was feeling that. And he said, so I met this, this girl who's now my wife and she wanted to come back to Romania. And so I'd had this thing fresh in me that I'm not okay. I, I'm, I'm not satisfied with what the world is offering me. And we came back to Romania and we were just here on a visit and I got a little temporary phone and my phone began to ring, he said. And this little old lady called me and she said, I'm looking for uh, Vasile. And he said, no, this is Aurel. It's not Vasile, you have the wrong number. And he hung up on her. The little old lady calls back again and she says, Vasile, is that you? He says, no, this is Aurel. I don't know what you're looking for, but you have the wrong number. And he hung up again. And the third time she calls and she says, Vasile. And he said, no, listen, this is Aurel. Please stop calling me. And she said, okay, I'll stop calling you. But I have to tell you one thing. You need to trust in Jesus. You need to repent and you need to be born again. And he said that that filled him with such fear of the Lord, terror, that he hung up the phone, he opened up Google, he, he Googled churches, he found our number, and he called the number, and he said, I need to talk to you about repenting. And so we sat there with him, and we told him, and we sat with him for two hours, and we told him the whole gospel, and we told him, here's what Jesus did for you, here's what it looks like to repent, here's what it looks like to trust in him. The whole time, his wife was really, really close to this. Like, she was like, this is my husband's crazy dream. He heard the weird lady on the phone, this is not for me, I'm here just to be here because he wanted to come meet at the church. So she was sitting there like this the whole time as he was telling his testimony and as we were talking to him, she was sitting like this. And when we got to the end, we said, okay, Aurel, are you ready to put your 
give your life to Jesus and trust in him? And he said, I'm ready. And, and she put her arms down like this and tears in her eyes. She says, I want that too. And so right there, we were able to, yeah. And, and, and my point is this, because for us, it was just like that fish jumped in our boat. You get a call, somebody's like, I want to trust in Jesus. How, long, how often does that happen for a missionary? Not very often, right? Usually it's the hard work of the fishing and the working and the sowing seeds. But here's my point. Those neighbors of his who loved Alwadel and grew up and saw him taking his life in a totally different direction and shared with him and prayed for him 40, 30, 40 years before that, they probably thought he was just gone. And But those seeds that they sowed bore fruit 30 years later in, in his life. And now he's a new creation because of those seeds that they planted all those years ago. And so we encourage you guys to sow those seeds of hope and good news. And when people reject you and they're like, I'm not interested, that we don't give up, that we stand in faith for those people and those souls because we never know what God is going to do for them. And so I hope that's an encouragement to you to just go and continue to sow those seeds to be a missionary wherever you are. Amen? I want to invite Georgie up and, and we got a couple minutes left and I want to have her come and sing a song. So this is a song of encouragement for you guys. And uh, it's a song, actually, we're part of a, a, a Romanian songwriters group. We get together with some amazing worship leaders and songwriters in, from all the corners of Romania, and we gather together for fellowship and to encourage each other and sharpen each other in the word, and then just to open God's word and, and have him give songs to us for the nation of Romania. So original songs in Romanian. And so this is one of those songs that, that we were able to write with this amazing group of people. And we wrote it in Romanian, and, and it's been a huge encouragement for the Romanian church and, and it was going so well that we decided hey we want to translate it into English so we're going to sing you the English translation of an original Romanian song is that okay and at the end we're going to sing it in Romanian so we encourage you guys as we sing this song sing it with us try it with us uh, it's a song of hope that we trust that with God nothing is impossible and standing in that, that position of faith. And, and so this song comes from that place of there's going to be difficulties in life. There's going to be obstacles that from a human perspective, we cannot see our way around. There's going to be problems that look so big that it seems completely impossible. But I want to encourage you with this before we sing it, that when something looks impossible, when something looks too hard, too difficult, that the problem is not the problem. It's our, it's our position that's the problem. Because your position is going to change your perspective. Okay? Have you ever been in an airplane? Who's been in? The first time I went and I flew over the front range, because I grew up over on the other side of the mountain in Boulder, when you stand in, in Boulder or in Denver and you look at the mountain, it looks absolutely huge. And when you're at the foot of the mountain and you're thinking, i got to climb that thing, it's huge, it's in your face, it seems totally impossible because your position is from an earthly position. But when you get in a plane, when we flew over the front range for the first time, boy, those mountains look small from way up there, right? Those mountains that seemed so big looked so small. Did the mountain change? What changed? My position changed. And so when you look from a different perspective, which comes from a new position, that changes everything from you. And so we as believers are meant to have that eternal perspective. Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, right, since you have been raised with Christ. There's your position. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. That's the perspective. So the position, you have been raised with Christ. You know what that means? 
That means that the most impossible thing has already been done. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. You were spiritually dead, separated from God, destined to eternity in hell, and yet you've been raised with Christ. That's the most impossible thing. You've been raised from spiritual death. That's a miracle. That's your testimony. And because of that position that you are raised in Christ, then he calls you to a new perspective. He says, set your hearts on things above and set your minds on things above from an eternal perspective. And so how can we be ambassadors of hope to others when there are situations in our life that seem hopeless, situations in our life that seem impossible? Because we need to change our perspective and ask God, okay, what, what do you say about this? Here's what the doctors say. Here's what the media says. Here's what the news says. Here's what Putin says, whatever that is. Okay, but what does God say about this? Because he's not surprised by what's happening in the world, right? None of this took him by surprise. It took us by surprise. None of it took him by surprise. So get, get in that eternal perspective and say, what's your take on this? What do you say about this? And he says, as this song says, that there's no mountain too high. There's no valley too dry. There's no valley that's too low. Nothing with him is impossible. And so I pray that th this encourages you as you sing it with us, that you can, can jump into that place of that eternal perspective and say, God's got a whole different look on this. God's got a whole different take on this. And I'm going to stand with him. I'm going to choose to be in that position of raised with Christ and look at this mountain from a totally per different perspective and declare in faith that nothing's too hard from him. So we want to sing it in English. We invite you to sing it with us. We're even going to sing it in Romanian a little bit so you can hear what that sounds like. You can try to sing that with us as well. But, but let's just put our, ourselves in that, that position of faith, put ourselves in that position of hope that with our God, and we believe that, that nothing is impossible. Amen. Oh 
Every time you play, there's an anointing. That's not the way it is with all music. Thank you. Daniel, thank you for sharing your heart. 
So good. Beautiful. Powerful. Well, I'm not going to go much longer. I think we should go ahead and wrap it up with a good offering for Daniel and Georgie. And maybe Nikki and the band could sing one song before we go. Like maybe uh, Joy Comes. You did that, Grass. First time they did that song. And the team did so good. Dorsey, it sounded amazing. Uh, we're going to receive an offering. And here's the reason we're going to do this. If you look in the scriptures, the Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. And the Bible says that we should be very interested in supporting ministering to God's people. As a matter of fact, all 2 Corinthians chapter 9 talks about ministering to God's people. And when you find a couple or a ministry that is ministering to God's people, you really want to pray about being involved with that. And Daniel and Georgie, we, we love you so much and we want to receive a love offering for you. Um, I know you've invited me and Carla to go with you to Romania and we are close to taking you up on that. And uh, I know Dominic and Rachel want to do the same, help you out there for a little while and hang out with you. And the pictures from your, your newsletters, it's beautiful in Romania. I mean, the landscape is just beautiful. Even more so, though, if it's the will of God, who cares where you're at? You're going to have peace, right? Um, but we love you. We want to go with you through a financial love offering. And so we're going to give everybody in the church and those watching online the opportunity to give. We're going to go ahead and do it just like a regular church offering, but every penny of this offering will go to Daniel and Georgie and their ministry. And so you can make your checks out to Faith Heights Church. If you're giving online through the website or through mobile giving, you will find an option that says special speakers or it says Daniel and Georgie. Rachel told me that it was on there. So you'll find an option. It'll either say Daniel and Georgie or it'll say special guest speaker. Click that tab so that Rachel will know and the finance people will know that all this offering goes to Daniel and Georgie. And isn't it cool to be able to give online if you didn't bring your wallet or something? You can still, you got your cell phone, you can still be generous. It's really kind of cool. And so we want to bless you guys. And I know there's other people in this church that want to bless you too. We want to honor you with a really good offering. I hope it's a great refreshing to you and helps you go to the next places you're supposed to go. You're actually on a very short trip over here this time compared to usual. You'll be going back to Romania in like three weeks, two or three weeks, and they're going to be back there. But we do want to go with you at least financially and in our prayers and in our hearts. So I'm praying and believing that you're going to get a really good offering, more than you need. And um, may your cup run over. And so we pray for that. And so if you'd like to give into their ministry, we want to give you just a minute to do that. Uh, checks make out to Faith Heights Church. We'll turn all those checks into one check to these guys. And uh, go to the website, go to the phone giving. Uh, cash, of course, you can use the envelope. All the cash in this offering will go into a separate bag and it'll be for Daniel and Georgie. So we want to overwhelm you guys. You're very special to us. I know we've jokingly said that you're our adopted children, but... I don't know if that works anymore now. Daniel's taller than me. Actually, you, you've probably always been taller than me, but that's okay. Um, and I'm so glad your mom got to come. We got to meet your mom, Cindy. Daniel, that's so great. And your kids, huh? She's watching online. That's good. Cindy, we love you. It's such a great time. We'll do lunch with you maybe later today, but it's such a great time to meet you. And uh, your kids are so well-mannered. They're just cool. They're really, really cool, and uh, we love them very much. So if you'd like to be a part of this offering, go ahead and make your checks out this time. Get ready to click the things you need to click online. And Carla, if you want to come on forward at this time, we'll receive this offering, and we'll be giving online, and we'll make sure that everything gets where it's supposed to get. Thank you, Lord.
Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, would you all stand with us? You know, in reality, this is an offering to the Lord because they're doing the Lord's work. And so, Lord Jesus, we offer this offering to you right now. We're asking that you would take this offering and multiply it. Help it to relieve any pressure, bring joy, help, bring peace, and just bring overflow into Daniel and Georgiana's life. Father, we believe in what you're doing in and through their ministry. We thank you that we can go with them financially. We can go with them in heart. We can go with them in prayer. And we're asking, Lord, that you would give them a wonderful offering today by us giving you an offering today. And we thank you, Father. We just claim more than enough in Jesus' name for our great friends and our great brother and sister. We thank you, thank you, thank you for it, Father. We give you this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. So before, um, I guess actually before you start playing, ushers, if you're ready with the offering buckets, you guys all ready? Or do you have to go get more buckets? You got them right there, Sean. Very good. So why don't we go ahead and be seated at this time. We'll let the song play. And as soon as you're done with the offering, stand up and dance and shout with us and we'll sing this song again. Praise you when I'm 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 